see. So my name's Royce. I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, Royce. Hi, Royce. Um, I feel more comfortable identifying myself as a compulsive eater rather than a compulsive overeater because the amount of food wasn't... I didn't have sheer volume issues mm. so much as, as I did eating the wrong kind of foods and the effects it was having on me. But, um, but Happy New Year, everyone. And, uh, you know, my New Year's last night, this is an example of how compulsive eater I was last night. I was sitting here thinking about today, writing notes, and New Year's Eve went right, right past me without me even knowing it last night. Completely. First time I think in my life this has ever happened. <laughs> so, um, but um, I grew up uh, in a pretty average, normal, upper middle income family. My mom was a homemaker and she was a fantastic chef. Um, and I think because of that, food became my god. I mean, food was was um, the reason for living. Food was, uh, you know, my mom would use food for reward, to reward us. You know, she was good at making sweets. She was good at making meals. Um, and, you know, as being the food goddess in the family, um, you know, when holidays came, uh, yeah, would we overbeat? Definitely. You know, she would encourage us and we'd, we'd eat sometimes three or four helpings. And I wouldn't suffer so much ill effects because despite that, I was, I was athletic. And, um, but, uh, you know, despite being a good chef, neither her nor my father recognized uh, what one particular food was doing to me, which was... Um, I mean, as I grew up, I had a difficult childhood because I was introverted, um, I, was, I was shy, and what the particular food involved was eating wheat. Whenever I ate wheat, um, I didn't realize this until just before I entered this program. I'm talking about, uh, I've been in this program 21 years. Uh, 22 years ago is when I learned about what wheat does to me, which is that it gives me panic, A, panic attacks, and B, um, it also I end up, I have like, my Eskimo describes it like an allergy in the body, which means I, when I consume large quantities of wheat, I have more water fluid in my body, which affects my asthma. And I was an asthmatic kid when I grew up. And uh, so, um, so, like I said, I had a, you know, challenging childhood because of the asthma, but, um, but the food um, was just, uh, was a comfort, and I needed comforts. You know, I, I, I was a very fearful person, very, because, as a result of my, and I was an introverted, like I said, and, um, you know, eventually as I got older, um, Nothing changed. You know, I couldn't get away from the food. I mean, if anything, it got, you know, my whole world got enhanced by the fact that my father became a connoisseur of food mm -hmm. and he, you know, brought wine into the equation and so forth. And, um, you know, I didn't grow up. I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't going to move away from that. 
I stayed, I lived at home for a long time. Um, I just could not tear myself away from such delicacies. My mom was always cooking, you know, and, um, and as for my spiritual condition, when I grew up, um, my, I remember going to, to church and having an aversion to it immediately. And the only reason I was able to really survive Sunday school was they would take us out to play soccer afterwards and we would have ice cream afterwards. And I always look forward to that, that damn ice cream, you know. But, um, but it wasn't until in my 20s I started to develop um, some sense of spirituality. I started taking classes and, and things and, uh, you know, attending lectures. Um, by the person who turned out to be my Eskimo, and um, and uh, you know my my asthma lessened, but uh, I still wasn't uh, you know my my food habits were still intact, and um, you know as an adult um, I didn't real I didn't feel like I really made a big leap until I moved away from from the food, moved away from my, my goddess and my my world. Um, and that's where the, the the first break occurred when I was, you know, I moved away into my first apartment. And uh, I was I was out on my own. But I had I was had a friend who lived nearby and I mimic whoever I eat around typically. That's you know one of the things I I did when I was younger. I don't do that anymore. Um, and I was fine until, and this is this was the key moment in my life, was when I eventually moved to a job where I was isolated, truly isolated at the job. And that isolation nodded. I mean, I was at a job where I was bored, and I was isolated, nobody was coming by, you know, and I was managing this apartment building, and that's where I really went off the rails. I started eating, um, I always had to have pastry in the morning and coffee, caffeine, and that would hype me up. Those were like uppers to me, you know. And then at lunchtime, I always had to have like a, a wheat sandwich with, you know, either chicken or, you know, turkey with the try with whatever you call it, try to calm me down, to bring me back down. And then I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be like, ah. Oh, I survived it, and then then I would always have something involved in cheese, and um, this six cycle carousel, um, I started gaining weight, and it didn't bother me, you know. Um, I had bulletproof thinking as it was, so you couldn't have told me anything to begin with. But but because it started affecting my lungs, and I started having you know breathing difficulties, that scared me. And I wasn't the kind of person to go to a doctor. I mean, my parents never had insurance, medical insurance when I grew up. We never went to doctors unless there was something wrong with us. We never went for checkups. But fortunately, the, the guy I was seeing for lectures, my spiritual advisor, so to speak, um, who happened to be psychic, he was able to, to steer me into this program. And he was able to point out and say, look, this is what sugar is doing to your body. This is what wheat's doing to your body. And this is what cheese is giving you now. You know, you're starting to get cholesterol from eating cheese. And you have to stop eating these things. And there's no way you're going to be able to stop yourself without a program like OA. And 
you know, he was able to word it to get through my thick skull that I need to do this. Well, you know, just around that time I started a new job and I did like the typical thing most people do. They think they can tackle this program by themselves, you know. I mean, they can tackle losing weight by themselves. And I threw out $50 of food I just previously bought and I bought all this, I bought a lot of fruit. And the, the, the joke was, I was eating all this fruit and I was getting soup, continuing to gain weight. <laughs> That's when I realized I cannot do this, you know, by myself. I just cannot, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, so I went to, uh, I tried a how meeting because there was someone in it who was also attended the same lectures I did. And they scared the heck out of me how because I felt like they were trying to cram their program down my throat. You know, because the first day I'm there, it's like, oh, you know, you get someone who wants to sponsor you, and, you know, here's a big book, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna give you this, I'm going to buy this big book for you, and it's like it's my first meeting. It's like, you know, I'm just, I wasn't comfortable with that at all. So, um, so then I found my first OA meeting, and it was good initially for a while. It was, it was comfortable, except... Except for the fact that uh, the meeting, you had a large number of attendees. It was a men's meeting, and then it eventually started to spiral in a negative way. I mean, people started steering themselves, not sharing so much recovery. We need it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so I was saying that this particular meeting, it was going away from experience, strength, and hope. It was becoming... Uh, failure and lack of hope <laughs> and it was very peculiar because I had that me and this other guy who were practically newcomers ended up having to close this meeting and most people probably would have said that's it I'm quitting but I'm not a quitter and uh, I found a new meeting same kind of meeting but it was a big book study and it had incredible recovery in it it had some members that, that you know it probably was at least 200 years of experience in that room. And, um, you know, that, that gave me a foundation. That gave me a home. That gave me comfort being in that meeting because of the, the, uh, the level of recovery, the kind of shares, um, the regularity, the consistency, um, and truly experience, strength, and hope was being shared in that meeting on a regular basis and it gave me the comfort level that I actually started uh, participating in service you know I, I started small I was the timer I moved uh, through all the positions up to secretary I became a delegate and service has been one of my um, pillars to my program you know it keeps me uh, locked in to attending it gives me purpose and um, I eventually you know, moved up to the board. I did several positions there. I became vice chair. I became chair a couple of times. Um, I even you know, was the, uh, went to the uh, World Service uh, you know, in New Mexico. I attended that. Um, it was, uh, you know, everything was humming along. I lost the weight I had gained, uh, needless to say. Um, I had that brief period where, you know, it was eating wrong, which is like about 20 pounds, and um, everything was smooth, was going along smoothly, and then uh, 
you know, God throws you another challenge, and, and I had to deal with uh, um, my father's medical issues, and, um, you know, I pretty soon I was down to one meeting a week, um, and I didn't even have a service commitment, but I never stopped going. And, um, you know, I stayed rooted in the program, and because of that, I did not... I did not overeat. I did not go back to the foods that I couldn't touch. Um, and um, and it took, took several years to get through that period. And, um, and like I said, they were challenging years. But I think the most challenging period once was I was, my father liked to eat a certain kind of um, frozen thing. And I would do it. And someone pointed out to me, have you seen what's, the levels of, you know, this and this and this on the back of this this particular, you know, frozen dinner. And when I did, I was like, I was freaked out. And uh, we stopped eating that immediately. And, you know, I've learned since uh, that was a learning experience for me because from that point on, I was always, I've always been, you know, looking at what's on the back of packages, you know, and limiting myself on, you know, certain things. And um, and eventually, um, when my father transitioned on, eventually I got back into the program more more so. I attended more meetings. I was going to three meetings a week, and uh, I was back to service. And um, and my my recovery is just uh, you know what the the program has given to me is far more than just you know the ability to to eat. Uh, eat right and stay away from um, eating too much of these foods that I'm, I'm not uh, permitted to uh, indulge in. I mean, I, I can I can indulge in them in a little, but if it's like there's a certain line I cross over if I eat too much. You know, it's like I, I may have some sugar, but uh, if, you know, if I it's like saying if I eat a piece of candy, it's fine, but if I eat the, like a whole bar. And it's crossing the line. And um, so I have this, this recovery. I'm very fortunate to have a significant other that, that she's always, um, it's like having a sponsor whenever I go out to eat sometimes. And, um, and recently uh, I had, uh, I went to see my doctor and I, he said, you know, he looked at my bloods and everything and he said, well, you got to, you got to. You got to lower this, and this needs to come. Anyway, the point was, I need to lose. I decided, you know, if I'm going to tackle this and improve my health and these readings, I'm going to have to lose some weight. And I think the amazing thing is that and I credit the program because I was able to, you know, to lose like about 15 pounds without any difficulty. It was very, very minimal difficulty. I mean, I literally became. 90% vegetarian to do this, and um, you know, I'd eat meat maybe once a week, and uh, you know, it, like I said, it was very easy, and um, and I think what's what's unique about being this program. I mean, as a person, I you know, I, I have an identity. I have uh, you know. Um, and one of my identities, besides, you know, my job, is, is I'm an overeater. And I'm always, I mean, I'm a compulsive eater, and I never forget that. And that's, that's what you get from the consistency 
of participating in this program and being consistent and regular and attending always. I mean, meetings. I have things. This program provides me that keep me from having that amnesia, as I call it. Yes. You know, without the participation in the program, it's like you, you, you go back to the way you were. And, um, you know, another tool that one of the things that, uh, that helps me remember that I cannot eat like a normie is um, I have a couple of people. I have a sponsee and a, someone who's like a sponsee that I talk to nearly every day. And, um, you know, those are, those are constant, that's a constant reminder every day that, you know, I need, um, that I'm a compulsive eater and they're a compulsive eater. And, um, let's see. And, you know, I just, um, I was going to say, when I, I mentioned when I grew up, I was, you know, I was fearful, I was introverted, and not as introverted as I was when I was younger. And I think the most interesting thing was um, how much uh, the fear has gone away. Um, and I would say that a lot of it is, has to do with, uh, you know, my interpretation of my higher, my higher power in my life. Um, my higher power, um, I have a, uh, I could say, a belief in my higher power such now that when stuff happens in my life, I'm not, um, I'm able, to, I initially may have a, a, a reaction to it, but then I'm able to relax and realize, you know, you know God's going to take care of the situation. And, um, you know, the other day, I think it's <laughs> it, it's funny, interesting, because um, you think you're perfect and everything, and then something happens. The other day, I was I had a situation where I was trying to find an important file, and I was I turned my office literally upside down trying to find this file, and I was just horrified that if I didn't find this file, you know, I did not want to. Uh, I did not want to tell the people I lost their file. I didn't want to tell my boss. I thought, you know, I'm going to be in big trouble. And eventually I came to, you know, the conclusion, well, I'm going to have to tell my boss about this. And I just, and part of me at the same time, the, the, the part connected with the spirituality was saying, it's going to be okay. Just relax. Everything's going to be okay. And, you know, sure enough, when I talked to my boss, my boss was like, well, it's, you know, uh, you know, she told about told me about her instances of losing things, and then she says, "Just go have them sign new, new papers. They're reasonable people, aren't they?" I said, "Yes," and it was no big deal. It was no trouble. But you know, I had been kind of raking myself over the coals when I was, you know, because I felt I, I was responsible when I lost it. But um, but that's the way things now are. Um, I'm much more. Um, able to, to live in the moment and spontaneously. You know, I, took, I took a trip recently, and this is how much I've changed thanks to the program. I, trips used to be always about the meals. The most memorable thing is you got to have a good meal or a couple of good meals, you know. You've got to have a great breakfast. And the trip we went on, that wasn't the case. And I didn't make a big deal about it, and I, I, got, off, I got off on the enjoyment. We went to, the, uh, we went to see... 
on his trip. We had plans, and my sneak mother got upset because, you know, we were in an, a city where it was, there was cars and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I said, let's look. Let's not trash the trip. Let's just go with it. And we went with it, and we had a great trip because I was able to say, Everything will be okay. We'll work it out. We'll find some other plans. And we ended up going to an extra national park as a result of that. And I got my enjoyment on the trip. Um, I got off on seeing all this beauty. And, you know, it's not the kind of beauty that stimulates eating, it's, but it's very, uh, you have a connection with nature. And, um, and I, I really enjoyed myself. And I, I enjoy myself, which is something. Like I said, I've gotten from participating in this program. I, uh, I've, I've learned, like, I went to a party recently. I've always been the kind of person that hates parties and avoids parties. But the thing I always remember is, like, when I go to these parties, it's, it's not about the food with me. It's about, you know, sharing who I am. And, you know, food often comes up in the topic, and I tell people about, you know, what the program is doing for me and how it can help them. And, you know, I, I went there and I had a, I nibbled on a couple things and, and you know, it, it was completely about just being with people, you know, talking to people there at the party. And, um, like I said, without this program, it just wouldn't be possible. So, um, you know, I gotta say is, um, you know, the pl program is like a river, you know, it cuts through a rock, not by, you know, um, sheer power, but by persistency, you know. And, um, okay. But, um, you know, anyway, uh, I, um, I think one of the things that this program gave me initially in the beginning was it's, it's loyal to me. It was the one thing I could count on in my life on a regular basis, it's always going to be there. I mean, people in this program, there are people that come and go, there are people that move, some of them lose their absence, but most, a lot, majority of people stay. And they're, they're always there for you. You can count on them. And I never had that structure in my life until I found a way. I wish, you know, I wish sincerely I found it when I was younger, because I feel like I would have gone a lot further in my life. But. Where I am with my life right now, I'm very comfortable with my my presence and my past. And um, I've had a couple sponsors. You know, I've gone through the steps. My four-step inventory wasn't very hard because I never had a lot of people in my life. So, thank you for letting me share. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own and not those of Overeer's Namas as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Okay. Um, 9.50. 9.50. 9.50. 9.50.
interesting because it was like when I pulled up in front of their house I'd have to get um, I'd have to like mental it was like going it was like preparing for a football game okay? I'd have to mentally prepare myself before I'd walk through that door you know because I knew I was going to have to get defensive at some point you know because I knew there'd be stuff there you know and they, what mothers do is they always like, oh, here, dear, that type of thing. You know, here, try this, try this, or have some of this. Or, and I, I had to, I had to get very vehemently, you know, um, resistant. I really had to stand my ground. I had to really come, come out and, and be um, forceful and loud at times and say, no, I can't, I can't eat this. You know, I don't. Don't push this on me. I'm not. I'm not going to eat it. I know you like it. I'm. I thank you. I appreciate the offer, but no, no, this is not my food. This is not. You know, I cannot do this. And you know, I'm. I have to think of. You know, I, I have to think of my health. I have to think of the fact that I'm a compulsive eater, and I don't want to go back into that. That you know, cycle of, of eating that particular food over and over again. So, um, you know, sometimes I, I would, you know, call my sponsor, you know, before I go over there and uh, talk to, you know, talk to the, my sponsor. And, and that would that would help just before, you know, walking through that door. So. Thanks. Um, how do you handle your sponsees if uh, their food's getting a little wiggy or they're not? You know, living up to the, the, their commitment. Well, it's that's um, that's really really difficult. I mean, I got this one person who um, is very rigid with regards to his food, and um, I had to use kid gloves with him um, because the interesting thing is. At a certain point, I thought this this guy is so boneheaded or stubborn. Um, I'm never going to be able to get him to change on things. But because I did use kid gloves, he's he's managed to let go of things on his own. Eventually, you know, he had this this particular fancy I'm thinking about had a love of popsicles. You know, he just had to have a popsicle every day. You know, two popsicles, and I thought there's no way I'm gonna get him to get give this up. You know, he's just he's just and he he gave it up. And um, but you know, some personalities um, they're so 
bulletproof with their, their head. It's like you just, you have to treat them with kid gloves. You know, they're just not open. And you have to let them get there themselves. And that's what I, I do with this gentleman. factors makes uh, my thing in this program relevant. Um, now let's see. Um, yeah, I have a. Um, I would say part of the thing is um, when I I get locked when I get locked into something. Um, it's it's very difficult for me to get out of something. <laughs> it's like the, you know the, the uh, it was like living at my parents. You know the the current job I have. I get I get very entrenched. Um, the, the thing you know the thing that keeps you know the thing that keeps having me come back to this program is is it's um. What it, it, it means a lot to me. It means it's, I have a history with it. It's, it's, I have a relationship with it. Um, it provides me with comfort. Um, a kind of comfort that, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's like wearing a, uh, a comfortable coat or something like that. It provides me with. And I can't get that anywhere else. You know, it's more comfortable than my own apartment. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't get that from anything else in my life. Uh, you know, this program is, you know, uh, it's, it's part of my social life, and I, I need a social life, and, um, and I need its guidance, and I, and I, you know, I learn new things um, with regards to my own sobriety and and how to walk the the, the narrow path more even with more narrowness. Um, and that's what I get out of it. I, you know, I can't get it, get this from you know reading books on how to write or you know stuff like that. You can only get it from you know participating in a program like this. So. Yes. Thank you so much for your lead. Um, what is it that still can um, scare you or trigger you? And what you know, what do you do about it? Just right. What kind of things can still, uh, you know, trigger me or scare me? Um, possibly to go back to compulsive eating. Well, um, let's see. Not much these days, but I can tell you, it used to be a situation would develop, like it might work. Something would happen, drastic, and the way I used to deal with it. Is I, I would get I get all aggravated, and instead of turning to the refrigerator, I immediately would get on the phone and make some phone calls. And I, it was almost like by talking to my sponsor or, or another member, 
the agitation would leave and the trigger would leave and um, and I wouldn't act on it and um, I'm very blessed in a way because I have to eat a lot of my meals at home for people a lot of people they might say well that's a curse but it's not for me because I um, I don't have any red light foods in my home and I have very few yellow ones of any you know matter of fact after my last doctor's visit you know I temporarily gave up chips and now I've discovered I'm completely you know free of the desire to buy you know corn chips or any sort of chips in my apartment you know I I go to the market I walk right past them without any urge so um, but like I said phone calls to me is, is always the key for dealing with this and um, I'm I'm blessed because that's just my, my my trigger response in return my my counter response to the trigger is always get on that phone call someone up tell them how frustrated you are they always seem to calm me down from talking to them you know they make me rational and see you know that the situation isn't as, as bad or dire as you think it is so yeah mm -hmm. what is your relationship with the high family or how do you connect on a daily basis my relationship with, with God. your higher power. My higher power. Well, my uh, relationship with my higher power on a daily basis is, um, you know, it it comes out. Um, you know, I have to have a sort of uh, I won't call it genuine meditation but I have a, a quiet period to get in contact with it and um, this, when I have this quiet period I, ha I develop like I said almost like a confidence that no matter what comes up comes up during my work day uh, or non-work day even that I'll, you know, I'll be able to deal with it nothing is, is impossible to deal with and um, because of, I feel like my closer contact with my higher power, I, I personally I think my, my um, I've explored more creativity in my life with um, with my hobbies. Like you know, one of my hobbies is for photography, and you know I, I find more pleasure in my in my own activities, my own hobbies, and in my work. And um, my higher power helps me. Um, you know, see myself in, in a way where I really appreciate who I am, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And, um, and I have great gratitude from, with my higher power for, the, for that aspect. What am I grateful for today? 
Um, I guess I'm grateful that I'm in a, a kind of a, a state of being from this program. It's like getting, it's like I did not have a great night's sleep, and I'm able to, despite you know, despite getting up, I, you know, the, the the person I am today is different from a person. You know, ten years ago, I, I probably would have gotten up. I probably would have been pissed that I had to speak to, today. I probably would have been, you know, grouchy. I would have been, you know, complaining about being tired and and you know, I have the I'm able to wake up in the morning and and you know, effortlessly go through the motions of you know, getting dressed, eating breakfast, and and you know, driving here and participating and uh, you know, it's not not fighting and clawing and saying I have to be, you know, and drag, drag myself here. It's, you know, it's pretty effortless. And um, like I said, my relationship to my higher power is, I think, largely is to do with that. So, yeah.